because our, um, for the most part, I think our guys have been working very hard and they're not getting rewarded and they got to find a way. But we takes everybody on our lineup. Whoever's in the lineup, uh, we can't have two or three guys off because we just don't have that kind of a lineup. And, uh, um, and, and it's frustrating. You know, I understand the fans, uh, their frustration. Our guys are frustrated. They want to do better at home here. Our home record has been good. Um, so uh, I understand that. Hello, everybody. This is the Charging Buffalo Podcast. I'm Joe, and as always, I'm joined by Luke. How you doing? I'm fine, but, like, I'm super over this team, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. I'm, 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 the real question is, who isn't over this team? I'm curious to see the the ratings mm-hmm. for these games, because it mm-hmm. seems like everybody is checked out, and as you can tell by the amount of listeners that we've had on the past, like, I don't know, 10 weeks of podcasts, everybody is checked out. Yeah. I'm struggling with the option of watching the games or playing Rocket League. Or well, <laughs> I said this last week. but uh, The Nashville game, I was watching the game, I was about to eat dinner, and I get a call from work. And they're like, hey, do you want to work tonight? And I'm like, mm. huh, do I watch the game or do I go to work? What did I pick? I went to work because, yeah. you know, it, who would have thought? that this late into the season that I would be picking work over watching the Buffalo Sabres because in November we all thought hey they could be they should be clinched by now but no 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 that's it very sad sad how things turned out yeah also I have some an interesting story Mm. so Saturday I think it was either Friday or Saturday I was on a, a late late night run. It was like nine, ten o'clock, pouring out. But I decided, hey, you know what, I'm gonna go on a five mile run. Okay. Whatever. So I'm running. It's pouring out. And then I see something in on the horizon. I'm like, okay, what is that? And I go look on the ground as I approach it and it's a bunch of money. Just laying there on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. Well do I take it? Do I leave it? What do I do? So, you know what? Being being me, I just kind of, you know, scoop some of it up, put it in my pocket. And then I didn't take it all. I left some. But, so, I, because this way I'm leaving my house. I saw it on my way away from my house. So then when I turned around at like the two and a half, three mile mark, I go back and then... I'm like, hey, I wonder if it's still there. It was gone. Somebody else took it. Definitely not the rightful owner who took it, but who knows. So, and then I get home. Yeah. And I rinse it all off because, you know, it was pouring out. Yeah. It was on the sidewalk. There's Mm -hmm. a bunch of gravel and whatnot on it. Mm -hmm. So then I take out the hair dryer. I dry it all off. How much money was in that little wad of cash that I picked up? I think you told me, but I don't remember. A uh, $170. The other thing you got to hope for, and this is always my worst case scenario, imagine a, it's like a drug dealer's money. Yeah, for, sure. You know, and you got, now you got people looking for you. You got people looking for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole $170. But my point here is, luck is starting to turn around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. First it was the Sabres winning Rasmus Dahlin. You won the lottery. 
I find $170 on the street, mm-hmm. and now next Tuesday the Sabres are going to win the Jack Hughes lottery. Yeah. I'm actually wearing a Jack Hughes jersey right now. Yes, a kind Mike, of. My friend's Mike Weber jersey converted into a Jack Hughes jersey. I tweeted out the picture if you haven't seen it already. I feel like I did a pretty nice job on it. I, too, have a funny money story, okay? All right. Uh, so I, I, I was on my way home from my internship, I think, the other night, and my mom called me and asked if I could I always stop at Tim Hortons of course afterwards and she asked if I could grab her one too and she'll give me you know four bucks when I get home and she essentially paid for it but one of the dollar bills was neat and I'm going to show it to you now because I'm I, I don't I don't want to use this because it's so weird all right but uh here it is there's some artwork on it <laughs> this is like some weird serial killer stuff but uh above like Above the Federal Reserve, like, seal, it says, I need, and then below it says, some piece. Then below the, like, the, the green numbers, it says, by Evan and Joe. And George Washington, they did, like, John Lennon sunglasses on him. And then put a thought bubble saying, YouTube it. So George Washington's telling you to YouTube this. I did, and it's a real song that Evan and Joe, these two guys, put out in 2012. And they're from Buffalo. How that weird is, is that? That is really interesting. Yeah. So if you go on that wow. video, I need type in I need some peace, Evan and Joe, and you and you look at a comment. I'm probably the most recent comment on there saying because it's the, I found your dollar. The comments are just all people saying I have I found your dollar bill and that's and, crazy. Yeah, it's it's that really is crazy. Maybe I'll post a pic. I'll post a picture of it. Well, actually. you know what? You should take a one dollar bill and write Charging Buffalo podcast. Yeah. Look it up. Yeah. And then people will. You know, I have a dollar it's a good bill idea. on me. Why yeah, not? yeah. All right, we'll do that. Spread the love. We'll do that after, but it's great advertising. Yeah, I uh-huh. guess because so, imagine Unless you're broke. how many people have had that dollar bill since 2012. A lot. There's probably hundreds, yeah. hundreds of people. It is, yeah. Hundreds of people who've exchanged hands of that dollar bill mm-hmm. since. Might have been a little later because this is a series 20. Oh no, no, never mind. No, they could have just. Never mind. Never mind. All right. Well, yeah. Well, there's maybe some we personal should, anecdotes. Yeah, maybe we should get into topics, mm-hmm. but uh, fan appreciations tonight. Yeah. Fan appreciation night is tonight mm-hmm. against the Ottawa Senators. Uh, game 81. We are almost at the finish line. Game 81. Ottawa, Buffalo. I mean, it's going to be a very boring game tonight. I'm going. I'm going to be sitting center ice, row 10. I spent money on this game for some reason, but yeah, you know what? Uh, is Vladimir Saboka going to play tonight? That's all I'm wondering. Because nothing says, I appreciate you to the fans, like Vladimir Saboka playing second line center with and, Alex Nylander on his wing. And Matt Tennyson. Mm-hmm. Who probably I don't think he'll play, but... I'm going tonight, and my theory is, because if you've been here long enough, you know that I hate Matt Tennyson, mm-hmm. and I, dr- I drank a little bit of glue because he made the team, because I made a ridiculous promise on Twitter, mm-hmm. and I think, because he's still technically with the team, they're going to give away his jersey to one of the fans, because he's still mm-hmm. technically with the team on a call-up, emergency call-up. Does the whole team come down then, even the guys yes, in the press box? Yes, even the guys in the press box. Somebody is going to get a Matt Tennyson Somebody. Jersey. And that somebody is going to be me. I can tell. I can feel it. 
I said this in the TCB group chat yesterday. I know for a fact I'm going to get the Matt Tennyson jersey. Well, you know what, though? Because I'm sitting in the 100 level. Correct. They always give the higher profile players' jerseys to the 300 level mm. to reward the season ticket holders that kind of sit in the cheap seats. Because I know the crazy guy who sits behind me, who I always reference, who talked about, talks about how they should use tennis balls in practice and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got the Casey Middlestat jersey last year. Wow. So I was row away. Y- you know what? Getting it last year, but you might want to change your jersey because I don't know if they're gonna want to call someone down with a <laughs> with a, Jack a makeshift Hughes? Jack Hughes jersey. <laughs> you know, I don't care. <laughs> Sue me. Sue me, Buffalo. Are you kidding me? Why don't you play better if you don't want someone coming down with a converted Mike Weber Jack Hughes jersey going down to, to ice level getting a Matt Tennyson jersey? Yeah. Oh, my God. I Honestly, I have enough jerseys. I don't need a Matt Tennyson jersey. I, I will give it to somebody. It's like a uh, random act of kindness. And you know what sucks? It's yes, if I win a Matt Tennyson jersey by the point zero zero five percent chance that I have, we will give it away. That's that's on the charging buffalo account. We will give it away to one of our listeners out there. Now it's not even like they're not even doing anything cool. There's a bobblehead, but it's just gonna be doesn't even look like Jack Eichel. And it's just gonna be our normal home jerseys. Yeah. You know, like Like last year it was cool because it was the the winter winter classics. classics. And like and you know, I wish they brought those back for a game. (laughs) <laughs> you know, because people maybe love them. my my hope is that they'll like have a bombshell and be like, "Hey, here's our 50th anniversary jerseys." Surprise! There us. it is. Yeah, come, surprise us and come out. off guard. Surprise! Mm-hmm. It's not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Not gonna happen at all. But you never know. You never know. Well, if they if they really they something has to they gotta do something because bobblehead is not gonna be enough to stop the booing because I know for a fact, especially if they're losing and they're getting shellacked against the worst team in the league or the second worst team in the league, mm-hmm. if you will, if you catch my drift, it's it's not going to be good. Because, like, are they going to do half-price food? I know they did some sort of discount on food or the souvenir cup last year or something like that. Yeah, yeah, come have our stale hot dogs that we're going to throw out in two days for half off. Get out of here with that crap. I don't know, man. This is frustrating. I don't know why I'm going tonight. If we're going to win again this season, it must be tonight. Yeah. Because we... Are they going to get booed off the ice? That's, that's what I was thinking. I think yes, and I think deserve, deservedly they have so. Jo- I think his name is Joey Dacord, Dackard, playing a night for Ottawa. Undrafted free agent signing out of Arizona State. Mm-hmm. His first career NHL start. So they had some guy score from the other night named, like, Vorano or something? Max Vorano. Yeah. yeah, Max Vorano. Like, who is this guy? He's from Ottawa. He, college for agent. I forget where he went. You know what? I was thinking, why don't guys from Canadian universities ever get signed? They for, have. A couple. They have. Luke Phillip signed with Calgary. I, I think a few, guy. like, University of Calgary guys have been signed. And while we're on the topic of college for agents, why are the Sabres sitting this out? I'm getting so bitter seeing all these free agent goalies. I, I want us to sign a goalie or something. I don't think there's anybody really worth targeting, honestly. I think it's a pretty weak college free agent class right now. To I, me. There's, I forget his name. I know there is one like kind of high-profile player 
that will be more of an August 15th player, like a drafted college guy who's going to just leave their team. I think there's someone from Washington. I forget his name, but again, I really haven't watched much of college hockey to this point this year, so hmm. yeah. So maybe they're going to wait until August 15th to okay. go after college free agents, but well, to me, I don't really... Jimmy Schultz, who just signed with Vegas, he was really the only guy that... And uh, Nico Sturm, Marco Sturm's son, those were the only two guys that were really worth targeting. Also, like Taro Hiroshi, Verano, uh, mm. those are guys who were worth targeting too, but they were gone before we've really had any chance. So, right. yeah, pretty well, okay. weak-ish year for college free agents. Didn't Clarkson have a good goalie or something? Yes, he actually was at Sabres development camp. Oh, great. I think, last mm. year. Okay. I forget where he signed, though. But, yeah, uh, is there anything else we want to mention about Fan Appreciation Night? Is it true that the bobblehead is left-handed? I think you can change what hand you put okay. the stick in. Okay. So They put out a real nice video with all the bobbleheads they've done. I have both of those, yeah. actually. Yeah. Mainly I'm, I'm, why I wanted to go to this one. I'm an, Eichel, I'm an Eichel super collector, so i gotta find I a way. I got to find possible. a way to try and get one. I, I know people were leaving their Dominic Cash bobbleheads behind last year. Why? A couple people left forget? it behind. Yeah. That's painful. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's painful way to lose out. Uh, okay, I want to bring up the tweet. Elliot yeah. Friedman of Sportsnet, he puts out his 31 thoughts column every week, I believe every Wednesday, something like that. And he had a couple points to make about the Sabres. I just have to find it mm-hmm. really quick here. Yeah. Well, when you do that, I wonder what the bobblehead's going to be next year. What are they going to do? Sabre? I think they dropped the ball not having it as Rasmus Dahlin this year. Oh, that's true. I think true. they really dropped the ball. That's true. Uh, could you imagine if they had it as Phil Housley? <laughs> would people throw the Phil Housley <laughs> bobbleheads on, on the ice? ice? Yes. Will people throw the Jack Eichel bobbleheads on the ice? No. Are we sure? Well, people who think he's the problem. Will. Yeah, like I, I'm Call looking or Paul. for. I'm, we'll <laughs> funny anecdote. Caller Paul. I'm sure most of you listened <laughs> to Caller Paul on WGR the other day. I screened his phone call. Mm-hmm. I let him on the air. So you're welcome. Not That's all excellent. heroes wear capes. Not all <laughs> heroes wear capes. Okay. Now back to Elliot Friedman. Thought number eight on his 31 thoughts piece. He says, my sense, I mean, this no, this is his sense, okay, mm-hmm. his sense, is Sabres GM Jason Bottrell does not want to make a coaching change. That would make five bench bosses since Lindy Ruff was fired in February of 2013. It's too much, and the problem is bigger than Phil Housley, and the pressure is mounting, and as the season grinds to an end, results are getting worse. Even if something does happen, it seems certain that roster surgery is coming with it. And then he goes on to add, it may come down to what the Sayers think their options are. If they cannot attract one of the free agent heavyweights, I'm curious to see how much of a look is given to their AHL coach, Rochester's Chris Taylor. The Americans are very good with key prospects showing improvement. Bottrell was part of three Stanley Cups in Pittsburgh, won by coaches promoted from the AHL affiliate in Wilkes-Barre. So, I couple things. Yes. This is his opinion. It's not, oh, Bottrell doesn't want to make a coaching change. It's what he thinks. And it sounds more to me that he might not want to make a change, but he might have to. Mm-hmm. And I think Chris Taylor is the most logical replacement if, one, 
Joel Quinville doesn't want to come here, and two, if, like, Boudreaux doesn't get fired. Some bigger-name coaches don't get fired. I'm going to be honest with you. I've thought about this a lot, and I want to... We haven't seen Housley with a good lineup. Let's be honest, you know? It's easy to blame him. Of course, how he manages his personnel is not the greatest, and it's ultimately his responsibility to get them all following on the same page and whatnot. But still, I'd like to see him with a good lineup. But Maybe the thing is, he hasn't given anybody any reason to believe he's a indeed. good coach. Even if indeed. they had... I, honest, I'm going to be honest with you. Any coach in the world could not win with this roster. Not a single coach would win this with this roster. This was the wrong hire for the wrong team. Like this team was not nearly good enough to have a first year coach take a, take it over and try and get something out of it. Yeah, but again, nobody was winning with this team. Scotty Bowman was not going to win with this team. Mike Babcock's not going to win with this team. It, the blame Housley does deserve a fair share of blame here, mm-hmm. but Jason Bottrell and this roster deserve blame as well. Mm-hmm. This roster is not good enough, and. To think that it's a lot, a lot of blame falls on Jason Bottrell for thinking that you can bring most of these guys back and think that mm-hmm. anything was going to change. Yeah, he brought back basically the entire defense core from last year. The entire bottom six is basically the same. You trade O'Reilly a year too early, and then I mean, yeah, on paper they had a better season, but did they really? They've lost like 15 of their last Had, 16 games. I saw a crazy stat yesterday. I, I don't remember who tweeted it. might have been like Slug Life or something. But they said, had the Sabres not won a shootout against the Blues. Yeah, they would have been on a 14-game losing streak. 16-game, 16, game, 16 yeah, yeah, 16. Yeah, so uh, could you imagine? that would be That's weird. longer than the Tank losing streak. That, they lost every game in January. That would reach about historic in terms of league-wide levels. They're nearly. horrible. I mean, we, we want they're a bad team. team. Yeah, they're and not a good team. I'm not completely flipping my tone on Housley, okay? Because I've been one of I've been but a huge Craig Valen here. What if they have a, they come back with a better roster next yeah. year and they give him a chance? You and then nothing changes. Mm-hmm. They're still bad, and then you fire him by Thanksgiving, and then what? Your season's over. It's just again. it's not rational to just say to, to it's not rational to you know not want to see him. With a good team, and at least see yeah, how it, it makes does. sense. But, but we don't have if, the time. What if that doesn't work? And we don't have the time to wait for that because we can't afford another lost season next year. Correct. And I do, I do believe the argument that you can't just keep swapping guys out because you need some kind of structure. But like I, Jeremy brought up this point yesterday, Edmonton has had nine coaches in the last ten years. Mm-hmm. Does anybody talk about how that's too much? They don't. Lindy no, Ruff, the point. his time was up here. He was here for how long? 17? How, how many years was Lindy here? Too long. Too long. 16 years. 16 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, 17. Was Ron Ralston really uh, an answer here? Come on. No, you know what? That's the thing. This is the point. They're not. It's not like they're firing good coaches. Ron Ralston, Ted Nolan. Mm-hmm. They were hired as team coaches. Bilesma. Ron Ralston and Ted Nolan. Housley. Were... It's not like they're firing Scotty Bowman, no. Joel Quinville. They're not firing these kind of guys. Right. It's not going to... Because it, it, a lot of people bring up, oh, what kind of coach is going to want to come here? Who cares? Someone's going to want to come here. Someone's going to want to take your money. It's the same thing when it regards to free agency. Someone's always going to want your money. 
I, I'm much more opposed to firing Botchroll than I am Housley, obviously, because mm-hmm. Botchroll's And honestly, if what if they fight what if they fire Botchroll? I wouldn't be surprised. I, it's, it's, it and honestly, I wouldn't bat an eye, but it would be stupid because it's too early for that. You give a guy two years to build a team with scraps, pretty mm-hmm. much. You haven't even given him time to develop the guys that he's drafted. But I think if he doesn't show significant improvement next year, he's probably gone too. Indeed, if if but I mean, how many other teams around the league have fired GMs after two years, except for the Sabers lately? Most sure. most guys last like five years. Three. It, well, Murray lasted how long? Four or five? Yeah. Four years. Yeah. Yeah. And got an extension out of it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he was fired before the extension even mm-hmm. kicked in. Yeah. So I mean, there's no team in the league that swaps out GMs like the Sabers do. I I can't I can't think of it. Honestly. Well, they had Darcy for like 16 years. Indeed. But, but then Pagula came in, and we've had three Murray, guys since yeah. then. Technically. Lafontaine. Lafontaine, yeah, if you throw a little in. bit. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, Freeman references roster surgery. Mm-hmm. What is roster surgery in regards to the Sabres? What I, I, was talk, I was thinking about this yesterday. I love Sam Reinhart. I think he's a really good player. But if you can trade him and improve your team, why not? Mm-hmm. It, the thing is, the only two untouchables on this team are Jack Eichel and Rasmus Dahlin. Anyone else should be fair game. And that includes Casey Middlestat. If you can improve your team, and I'm not saying go trade Casey Middlestat, because I like him. I think he's a part of the solution. But here. he's not some transcendent exactly. talent. Exactly. You can you can move him. Mm-hmm. Right? If you can improve your team, it, I'm not saying trade him for a 33-year-old no. top six forward. If you, like anybody, anybody can go. I don't care. We've been sitting here for eight years, no playoffs. Mm-hmm. The rebuild has failed so far. Oh, yeah. And it just, maybe the team bought in to Eichel too much as soon as he came in the league. I think we should have we should have tanked out for probably another two Austin years Matthews. now. Yeah, yeah, we should have we should not have begun to contend or contend if you want to say that. We What yeah, what would, it shouldn't what have started would everyone have preferred. If they bottomed out, well they were bad, but what if they finished in last and got Matthews the year after? Right. And then who knows what they do See, after every, that. But oh, would you man. prefer them bottoming out again, or still being mediocre to horrible years later. There's pressure here because we we know who's in charge. Yeah, it's Jack Eichel. He's in. He's really. He's the end all be all in this team. And if you, if you tear it all down again, you're risking losing him. Right. I, I mean, if yeah, we were talking about this yesterday. Yeah. If if this is another year, like next year, if this happens again, mm-hmm. how long until Eichel is like, I'm out of here? Yeah, how and long? who's going to blame him? Exactly. Right? If you start trading all his friends and all the teammates he does like just to develop guys, it's going to take another three years to get some. If you get first-round picks for Reinhardt, if you get first-round picks yeah, for Middlestat. Yeah, but I'm saying you're not trading Middlestat for futures. You're not trading Reinhardt for futures. You're not trading Ristolainen for futures. You're trading them for help. If you think you can improve your team by trading Reinhardt in a hockey trade of some sort, you do it. It's just like how much this better... This team, it's, the group is not working. It's obvious. It's blatantly obvious. The whole entire coaching staff has to go. I think... The... 75% of the players on this team have to go. 
And I know most of them are under contract next year. You got to start buying guys out. You got to start trading guys. You got to start making changes because this is not working. I think the only option left at this point, though, is to build from within. And if you get rid of Reinhardt, I mean, what you aren't going to get anything better in return unless you're giving up another another yeah. good asset, you know. So I think I don't even think what kind of trade could they make with Reinhardt. I, no I think I think he's going to stay. Obviously, I prefer him to stay because I think he's a really good player and could be a part of the solution here. Mm-hmm. But by no means is he untouchable. No. There's two guys that should be untouchable here. That's it. I don't know what our guys' value is around the league because I don't know how teams yeah. I don't know how teams view Buffalo. Exactly. What do they think of us? How do they view Jason Botchel? Do they think they can fleece him? I don't think I don't know. Well, maybe after the O'Reilly trade mm-hmm. they think they can, but like he murdered Carolina in that right. trade. The Sherry trade was good. Mhm. Uh, yeah, I mean, mm. there's not the O'Reilly trades the only like considered black eye, but they just still a little have Thompson, the first round pick that can change in that. Just a side note here: Connor Sherry has not been a problem. Oh yeah, he, he can stay. Yeah, he, he can they, stay. They gave up a fourth round pick for the right. guy. Like right. he's not sure. one of the the, the problems. Yeah. I can say that. Yeah, but uh, yes, obviously, seriously, half of this lineup can go. Oh, yeah. Really? The whole defense core, minus Dowling and Montour, can all go. Evan Rodriguez is great, but do you want him on your contending team? On the fourth line, maybe. I think, like, I I like him, but I want him as, like, a 13th guy. You know, I don't want him as, I don't think he's, I don't think he'd be one of the best fourth line players. What can we expect next year? Like, we don't know what moves they're going to make, but... Is Victor Olofsson really going to come in here and score 25 goals next year? No. No, but... It's not going to happen. And you know what? The scary thing is we and haven't... And what if they lose Jeff Skinner? Like, we haven't played much better with Nylander and yeah, Olofsson in the lineup. Are, you can even say that they've been worse since the Rochester right. guys have come up. Mm-hmm. And those guys have contributed in ways, but mm-hmm. maybe they start the season up here. Maybe... Just a little more time together or something, are, yada yada. Is Nylander going to be able to contribute next year? Thompson, Middlestat, Olafson, Pilot. These guys, those are six, five, six guys that you need contributions out of them next you year. You know what it is, too? They all play Because we're starting to get into prospects becoming suspects, mm-hmm. territories, the great Ted Nolan once said. Yes. So. They all play too slow, I think. You ever notice how slow this team is? Mm-hmm. Like if if we're if we're generating offense, we're standing in place. It's never a big breakout is rush. That coaching though, there's it. Yeah, yeah, pretty, yeah. It is because guys are never attacking the net. When's the last time? Like, uh, oh, I'm gonna rant now. When's the last? We time? We were gonna try and be positive uh, on this. I know. Episode. <laughs> we hyped the show up as positive, and we'll get into that. Yeah, okay. We'll get next. It's not gonna be all negative. We're not gonna you know completely dump on the team here. But I mean, come on. I, how often, in the last four years, when was the last time we consistently just charged the net and just overloaded the other team? We're always getting outshot, right? Mm-hmm. We're always we're always on defense. We're always in our own zone. Whenever we're taking shots, it's we're we're cycling. We're 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 dumping it in. We're taking slap shots from I'm mean, Jason Pominville's slap shots on the blue line. His signature they, move. I think they lead the league in low danger shots. Right. Like where where is yeah, the, the coach urgency? Preaches the shot mentality. Yeah, but they're not quality shots. You're not going to win if you're just shooting at the goalie's chest all night. No, we don't play a fast Shooting game just to shoot. It it's what the Carolina Hurricanes have been doing for 
the past 10 years and it hasn't gotten them anywhere besides this year. Mm-hmm. And of course, they have a new coach, so I don't know if they're still just trying to get the Corsi up or not, but it's, it's not working. They need a new message. They, they need to fire everybody. Everybody on that coaching staff has mm-hmm. to go. They need to change right. so much right. on this team. You know what? It's like, like what? How do you sell the fan base on bringing Phil Housley back and bringing back Gergensen's Larson, Bristolainen, and all these guys so, uh, who have lost here for far too long? Bristolainen's played four. Bristolainen and Gergensen's have played four hundred games here. What more do we need to see? What more? They aren't seriously. Going, they aren't going to contribute to a wing team. Not here. They can't do it. I can see Gergensen's going to a contender and being an okay fourth liner. But it's not happening here. It's never going. Gergensen should have been traded three years ago. Mm-hmm. This he's been here way too long. That is how you like so improperly handled. Ridiculous. How like he should have been like I said he should have been traded three years ago when he still had value. Mm-hmm. He, they might not even be able to trade him at this point. He is so ineffective and just so boring. <laughs> like. I can't. I can't tell you what. Who, he was a 14th overall pick. How? And they, there were guys like Tom Wilson on the board, Thomas Hurdle. Mm-hmm. There were a few really good players that could have helped this team. And obviously, hindsight's 2020. But if they draft Thomas Hurdle, who knows what he even becomes here? So, whatever. But man, oh man, talk about how. Like, and also Jake McCabe, like. Is he an okay player? Yeah, he's fine, but do they really need to keep Jake McCabe? You know what the thing is with McCabe, though? He toes the company line. He always has the coaches back. If you listen to his, his pregame interviews and whatnot and his postgame stuff, he's always he's always speaking like for the coaches. He was he's, wearing an A the other yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised. But, again, like half the team was injured, so mm-hmm. what are you going to do? Yeah. Okay, should we get into some positives for the season now? Yes. It'll be quite short. But yes. Yeah, after the the question we got last week, we were like, you know what? Let's talk about some positives. Mm-hmm. It's going to be short mm-hmm. because there's not many positives, but right. uh, we'll get into that. So do you want to start us off here? Yeah, yeah. All right. I, I think I – what can I, I – I'm going to start with Brassus Tellin, okay? Okay. Because – Easiest one. He at – eight, at 18 – 41, 42 points. He has not yet played like an elite defenseman, but he has played like a very, very good defenseman. The mistakes he makes are not dumb mistakes. They're mistakes because he's trying to do too much, quite frankly. Rasmus Dahlin is the best defenseman to play for the Sabres since Tyler Myers in 2010. Yeah, two, yes, 2010 Tyler Myers, yes. Before that, Brian Campbell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he is. He really is. He, he, he. Like, you just watch him skate, and he looks like a forward, right? I mean, his, his is, posture. You can't piss away this guy's entry level deal. You can't. It's you gonna just happen. Can't. You know that it's gonna happen. Like they got this guy on a rookie deal, and you have to surround him with talent. This defense score is not good enough. Like it blows my mind. Next year is the year. You have to change. Mm-hmm. They can't be waiting around anymore. They can't. Okay, back to positives. He's been exceptional. Another another positive, if I may add, because 
we haven't heard his name a lot, and that's a good thing, especially on this defense. But uh, I'm excited for Brandon Montour's future here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited for next season, get a full season with him. Uh, but he's an exciting player. Of course, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes, so you don't hear anyone complaining about him. I, I forget he's on the team at times because I do too. Yeah. it's not like he's screwing up or anything and making himself noticeable. I'd rather him do that. They've won two games since they traded for him as well. Poor guy. Remember when everyone was like, yeah, we got to trade trade for some guys. Mm-hmm. Like, What if they traded for a a top six forward at the deadline. What would that have changed? I wonder what everyone who wanted Charlie Coyle is saying right now. Yeah, what's he doing in Boston? Nothing, right? No, he's idea. got like he, I think a handful he, of points. He's playing with Marcus Johansson actually, and they had a they had a point here tonight. But uh, everyone that wanted to trade a first round pick for Charlie Coyle. I'll tell you one more negative. Okay, Sabers two and sixteen since uh, Nathan Beaulieu's dog left town. Mm-hmm. Ever since Joey Bods moved with him, the team hasn't been that good. Joey Bods, best friend. Ever since Bull, you re- apparently requested the trade. They've been yep. on the downward spiral. So. Joey Bods is best friend is best friends with uh, Connor Hellbuck's dog, by the way. But we'll move on. Another yeah. positive. Another positive. Uh, yeah. Jack Eichel took a step this year. He absolutely did. Yes, indeed. Anyone? We're not going to get into the Eichel's problem thing. That's been. Covered ad nauseum on Twitter. Okay, you see it on your timeline all the time. The lunatics. Yeah, yeah. By, by lunatics. But yeah, I mean, what, 81 points or something does he have? Oh. He's he's had a great year. Or maybe it's 77 or something. But I, either way, he's Definitely topped. Definitely on, on pace for He's that. topped his career total by like 20, 20 points. Or at, at least 20 points. Off the top of my head, I think. Michael <laughs> has... <laughs> 77 points. 77 points. There you go. Yep. Uh, so, career year for Eichel on a crap team once more. Playing with Jeff Skinner has certainly helped. And you're playing with fire by not signing the guy. Um, but, yeah, Eichel has been good. He's been very good. I mean, what, Can he do better, though? Yes. Yeah. Well, and he will. He and will. he will. I mean, he yes. will. What, but, if when they've surrounded him with more talent. With yes. more Jeff Skinners. <laughs> and, and hopefully more Jack Eichels. Yeah. Yeah, more uh, Jack Eichels. Sam Reinhart was a plus. He took a real step this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he proved a lot of people wrong this yes. year. Jeff Skinner was definitely a positive mm-hmm. for at least half the season. Yeah. The past 20 games, not so much. He finally scored yesterday. He's still the been. The other night, though. I'm telling you. He's, he's still been really good. He's just not scoring. Not they the need him to score. Mm-hmm. That's why he's here, and that's mm-hmm. why... Some people think they're going to pay him $8.5 million, but that's just not going to happen. Maybe it's best we let him in free agency because then, ultimately, obviously, his price is going to come down then. It just matters if... Nobody's going to pay him that much. I'm right. telling you right now. But would you give him... not going to pay him that much. Would you give him 7 by 7 Absolutely. Yeah. I think right. I, 7.75. Because... 7.5 is enough. Obviously, he is demanding what he's demanding now because we have his exclusive rights. And we're a desperate team. He, I think he has a leverage. Gonna, I think they're going to sign him. By all counts, he still wants to be here. I know that he was asked in the locker room the other night that if he still wants uh. to be here despite what's happened here the last few months, and he still said yes. So I think they're going to work something out. And, folks, you can afford him. Yes, you can. Okay? I mean, Nylander, what, do we have to sign him next year? Nylander is two years away. Two years away. Don't sign him for a while. Even when we do have to sign him, he's not going to get... Five million, four million dollars. Unless, Unless he explodes for fifty points next year, yeah. and the year after that. Middle when is Reinhardt? Middle set. Oh, Reinhardt's up next year, but he's not going to get bonkers money. He'll I don't probably imagine. get like seven, six, seven. Oh, you think? Yeah, especially if he has another 60, 70 point season. Okay, absolutely. Right, right, right. Back to back, 
really good middle stat isn't going to command crazy money yeah because you have to sign middle stat next year Mm -hmm. because they burnt the year on the deal the cap situation is really good right we have nobody to sign they have nothing to worry about no nothing they could go crazy chart data was a positive too yeah the cap situation is really good and i i want to bring this up if you look at paul hamilton was saying this this morning if you look at oposo's stats it's not that bad like Mm-mm. Obviously, you need to forget about the Oposo contract because right. you're just not going to be able to have a clear head on him as a player. Whatever. He's overpaid, but it's not a problem right now. His no. contract is not a problem whatsoever. If he's on your fourth line contributing 13 goals, that's what you need on the fourth line. Obviously, it that's sucks true. that you're paying him $6 million for four more years or whatever, but whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not a problem right now. It's a, it might be a problem three, four year, three years from now when he's got like a year or two left, and then he's easier to buy out or move at that point. Mm-hmm. Whatever. If he's on your fourth line and contributing 30, 40 points, fine. Mm-hmm. The ship has sailed of him being a 20, 25 goal scorer. Accept it. Accept the fact that that's not him anymore, and it's for circumstances that weren't his fault and were not foreseen. He's not a liability or anything. He's got 13 goals. Yeah, the only knock on him is a contract. Yeah, he's playing on the power play sometimes. But, again, like, they don't have the guys. But he has a good shot. I don't have a problem with Oposo on the power play. Shouldn't be on the number one power player, the extra attacker. But still, he's an okay player. you Mm got to put the contract aside because you're not going to be able to keep an even head on him. Right. If he's on your fourth line, whatever. He's not a – his contract – is not a problem at this point in time. I know people mm-hmm. like to say, oh, well, we got to get rid of that contract. For what? It could be a lot worse. He could be Milan Nucic. Yeah. At it's... least he's still producing. He can still play. And what if they decide to get more productive players in the bottom six? Maybe he does be able... Maybe he will be able to get back to 15, 20 goals again. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Like, everybody's production has been taking a hit because of what has gone down here the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Everything's got to change. He's not His contract is, not, like, fifth. It's fifth, sixth on the list of, oh, my God, this is a problem. Yeah. Because if you look at their cap situation, it's fine even with Oposo's contract. They have so much flexibility. So much. Pommonville's coming off the books. Bogosian's off the books next year. Scandella's off the books next year. Uh, Spoka's gone next year. Like, there's nothing to worry about right now. Yeah, he's not the player that we all hoped he would be, Oposo. But, yeah, his contract looks kind of rough. But right now, it's whatever. It's $6 million. Big whoop. All this talk about next year, next year and stuff. It may, I can be patient with not being in the playoffs. But what Take, I, Show me progress, at but least. But what I can't be patient with is this, this thought in my head driving me crazy that Jack Eichel is going to grow increasingly unhappy and want to leave. That's what I can't if be they're with. If they finish, like, third last next year, I can definitely see, like, oh, maybe he'll want out soon. If I could have a, a, a magic ball or a genie or something that could tell me Eichel will not leave, rest easy. I could deal with rebuilding, possibly, again, and taking the time with it. If it ensures that we will never go through our period like this again. Because just think, like, we went through this with the Bills. I had this feeling before we ended the drought. Will this team ever be, you know, okay, maybe they missed two years in a row, but, you know, they'll make it, you know, two years, and they'll be in and out of the playoffs, right? I just want the Sabres to be a team like that again. I just want to be in in or out, if anything, not not this pit of misery. 
uh, that we've been in the last eight years or so. I want. Uh, why can't we be at least like the Minnesota Wild in terms of success rate, not mm-hmm. roster wise and stuff? Because then at least you can build on that, and you have some good years yeah. and some, and you can contend some years. But no, we've been forced to watch this miserable hockey, and I don't feel like we'll ever be that team that's in and out of the. They'll get there someday. They have to. <laughs> like. Just why? Ugh. Just why us? How does it happen? How how can you be in this league where teams are where there's so much parity, and there's teams going in every year that weren't in the year before, and you're not one of those teams? Buffalo and Edmonton are the exception to the rule because I exactly. don't understand how years upon years later we're still sitting here talking about Jack Hughes. Like what? Mm-hmm. Edmonton like, is I hope they get Jack Hughes, because then that helps the turnaround, or in theory it should. But why are they still here? Edmonton is proof that Coach is not all of it, of course. It's their GM. They've been so poorly run. Now, we want to talk about the Oilers. But lineup, McDavid, lineup but... is big, too, because Connor McDavid, since Connor McDavid and Dreisaitl have been there, mostly McDavid, of course, let's go with him, they have not been as bad as... Their lineup has not been as terrible. You know, they they've won more games. They have those two one hundred point players, and they're yeah. still a horrible hockey team. Mm-hmm. Like Peter Shirelli, he tore that, pushed that team right into the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Koskinen contract. What is that? He's not a bad goalie, but still four years, four point five million. Buy him out before that contract even kicks in. Just Chris Russell's still there. Milan Lucic. Uh, Andre Sakara. Like, what are these contracts? I'm bringing up their hockey reference page right now. What are the Oilers are a team that truly fascinates me. They were and just officially knocked you, out. You saw Connor. You heard Connor McDavid's comments the other uh-huh. day. How much longer until he's like, get me out of here? Correct. Now, and what 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 pain, what hurts me the most is that the Oilers are close to being there. They were just knocked out of the playoffs the other day. They are only six points back of the nine seed. But you have two of the top players in the league in McDavid Indeed. and Dreisaitl. Indeed. And you're still, you can't build a team around if them. If they had Taylor Hall. And why do they trade Taylor Hall? Right. Like, why are they trading, oh my, why are you trading Jordan Everly? Like, I, how did, could they not get a better return on Taylor Hall? That's what I want to know. How is that even possible? The Oilers' top three point getters are who, or who you'd expect. Okay, McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Nugent Hopkins. You want to know who their fourth high scoring forward is? Zach Cassian? Alex Shazon. 21 goals and 36 points. Playing with Connor McDavid. <laughs> yes, yes. He had 13 goals with McDavid. What would it take to get Connor McDavid on Buffalo? That's the question that we were wanting to ask. Jack Eichel. What on top of Jack Eichel do you have to give up to get Connor McDavid? I think Botcher would sell the barn. I would hope so. Yeah. But, I mean, if you trade Eichel with it, does that do anything for your team? Because we're not a better team than the Oilers. I think Connor McDavid is a significant upgrade over Jack Eichel. Yeah. Yeah. Like, significant. Yeah. Would, would, might even have a prayer of getting into the playoffs. Because without McDavid, the Oilers are in last place. That's true, actually. Uh, yeah, they easily. only have five more points than us. Mm-hmm. With two 100-point getters. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> like, we're talking mm. Eichel, Ristolainen, 
the sharks first. Mm-hmm. R first. Uh, I wouldn't. I don't think I'd do. Oh, it's McDavid. First. Oh, come Michael on. Michael and like, what if it's? It's Connor. What if it's Hughes? You're gonna give up Michael and the number one pick? That's. I think that's the, to my breaking point there. One Jack Hughes and one Jack Eichel adds up to one Connor McDavid. I don't know about that. Oh my God! It's Connor. He is a, a extraterrestrial being. He's not of this earth. Oh, oh my God! Think of what you think of those hours you spent up at night in fourteen. You're right. Uh, you know what? Why not? What? Why the hell? You not? stayed up that late to not trade Jack Eichel and Jack Hughes for Connor McDavid. You know what? Yeah. Sure. Right? Sure. And that probably gets it done, too. Connor should be MVP this year, but super stacked Nikita Kucherov is going to get it instead. When it should go to McDavid or Goudreau. That's another rant for another day. You know what? Yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not going to happen, but... It's all hypotheticals. Who who could trade for Connor McDavid? Toronto? Yeah, yeah. What, what would they have Marner, Melander, a first. Matthew. I think that it would have to be Matthews. Liljegren, you include Anderson, Ian Scott, or whatever. Frederick Anderson. Frederick Anderson, you think? Who would be their goalie then? Exactly. You want to go with Garrett Sparks? I mean, you probably have to find the, another one. You probably but, win the cup anyway with yeah. Tavares, McDavid, and Matthews. Who, who would play? What, would, would Matthews be on the third line? <laughs> oh, God. They'd probably move one of them to the wing. But who else? Like, Boston could probably trade for McDavid. Uh, that's that's another one. Like, Boston, it would have yeah. to be one of the teams with, like, an Eichel-like talent. Mm-hmm. Florida, Barkov, Ekblad. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, okay, let's take a look at the reverse standings. Obviously, the lottery is... Well, I have I have one more funny number on the okay. Oilers, okay? Their fifth highest scoring forward is indeed Zach Hagen. He has 26 points. Milan Lucic is their sixth highest scoring forward. You're kidding. With 20 points. Is it that bad here? I never look at their points. Three. They have three defensemen. In their top ten, I, it's not even that scores. bad here, honestly. If you look at, like you said, Cassie, how many points does Lucic have? Lucic has twenty points, and he's their fifth highest. Middle stat is middle stat is eleventh, and he has twenty five. Or no, Bogosian has nineteen points. Like, oh my god, mm-hmm. Eichel's got seventy seven. Reinhardt's got sixty two. Skinner sixty one. Dowling's got forty one. Risto still has forty, even though it seems like he's falling off the map. Montour's got 34, Sherry's got 32. And also, uh, Connor Sherry, it's going to be a fourth-round pick going to Pittsburgh unless he, by some miracle, gets the 20 goals tonight. So if Connor Sherry scores seven goals tonight, <laughs> the Penguins will get a third-round pick in that trade. So that ain't happening. Pominville and Rodriguez both have 28. Oposo's got 27. Middlestat's got 25. Bogosian's got 19. So that's all... Better production than Milan Lucic. Wow. That's crazy. Saboka still got 13 points by some miracle. That's crazy. But, yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? I love talking about the Oilers. Yeah, they're Because they're the only team. 
How do how does Buffalo not get talked about more among like the national media because they're just as bad as the Oilers? Because it's just expected. No one cares because it's been so long. All right, let's take a look at the reverse standings, I guess. So Ottawa, they're not passing Buffalo. They have 64 points. Also, they have more points than the Sabres had last year. So now every single team in the league did better than Buffalo last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Kings have 69 points, so they could pass Buffalo if they win, if they get three out of four points because they have more regulation and overtime wins. The Devils have 70 points. A win by them in these last two games will pass Buffalo because of the ROW. And Buffalo, of course, they faced Detroit in the last game of the season on Saturday. That would tie the Red Wings, but the Red Wings still have the ROW advantage. So Buffalo is not going to... Uh, they could technically still pass the New York Rangers if they win out, but that's not happening. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at... Top five lottery odds, basically. So they're going to have a top one, two, three, four. They're going to have a top seven pick in the draft, probably. Mm -hmm. Top seven or eight. And I don't think they're going to win these last two games, any of them. They're going to go out on a ten-game losing streak. Can you imagine? Could you imagine? (laughs) That is just poetic. Uh, Let's take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard tonight. Uh, The Red Wings face the Penguins tonight. I mean, I feel like the Red Wings just beat the Penguins, right? If the Pens win, they're in. Yeah. And if the Red Wings beat the Penguins, I don't think, I think statistically Buffalo can't catch them. Uh, Other games regarding the Buffalo tank, I'm not not even a tank, they're just horrible, but the Devils face the Hurricanes tonight. Does Carolina clinch if they win that? If Carolina wins and Montreal loses to Washington... Then Carolina's in. And if Carolina makes the playoffs, Buffalo has the longest active playoff drought in the NHL. The Canadiens-Capitals game is on NBCSN as well. So that's a huge game. I'll be paying attention to that. So if the Devils beat the Carolina Hurricanes, Buffalo drops down to the third worst record in the NHL. This is a stacked night of hockey. The Avalanche can clinch with a Coyotes loss or a win against the Jets. Mm -hmm. And most of these games are free on the NHL app. That's right. Free yep. game by Cricket Wireless. They're doing the free uh, center ice thing, I'm guessing, for the last And then season. tomorrow night, the Kings versus the Ducks. That's going to be a game of interest for people that want Jack Hughes or Capo Caco. And side note, I posted, I tweeted out a picture of my jersey, and a lot of people are like, that's not how you spell Capo Caco. Have any of you watched Jack Hughes? Like, serious question. The people that, like are so opinionated on the race between Kako and Hughes. Like I think people like Kako's name. People like Kako's name. Yeah. But also, Jack Hughes is in NHL 19. That might be That's true. also that, something. No, you're on to something there. Uh, That's not out of the realm possibility. Jack Hughes wasn't as good as Capo Kako in the World Juniors. Mm-hmm. And that's mainly where people saw Capo Kako. They mm-hmm. probably think he's the best player in the draft. Like, Jack Hughes had 200 points in like 100 games for the development team. This guy... Yeah, maybe Kako's just as good as Hughes now, but Jack Hughes has the potential to be a superstar, in my opinion at least. I think Jack Hughes is going to be an insanely talented player in the NHL. And if he comes to Buffalo, if Buffalo is the number one pick, I'm picking Jack Hughes. I don't care if they need wingers. I don't. They need centers too. And if you can have Eichel and Hughes as your one-two center punch, you do it. So that's just a side note on that. But 
yeah, Buffalo could potentially drop to second last place if they lose out, the Kings win out, and the Devils win out. So it's possible. And that's what I'm hoping for at this point. I'm just obsessed with looking at these standings and thinking of all these scenarios in my head. It's going to be a, I mean, the, the the playoff picture could be settled tonight. Tonight. Uh, let's, shall we look into some they, questions now? Sure. All right. We said we were going to look at these before and pick some, but now we're going to have to go on the fly again. Not as many this time. Wow, so close. Uh, Nate says, hate that Botterill traded the St. Louis pick. Well, if you look at it now, it's pretty close. I mean, San Jose is 7th and St. Louis is 12th in the league. What's the difference between the 21st pick and the 25th pick? Yeah. Nothing. So... I'm not, I I wouldn't lose sleep over the St. Louis pick going to the Ducks. Mm-hmm. Because, who knows, St. Louis could even be later than the Ducks. The Sharks pick could be higher at this point, at this rate. Who knows? Mm-hmm. So, I wouldn't lose sleep over it. The draft is pretty close in the 20s anyways. So, maybe the heck, Buffalo have the 27th or 26th pick, and the Ducks get the 22nd pick. And the guy they're going to pick with the 22nd pick is there at 27 anyways. So, who mm-hmm. knows? Uh, thanks for that. Graham says, asks, do you trust the Pagula's sports sense? No. I don't like that, like, neither team has a president anymore. I don't believe the Bills have a president. The Sabres damn sure don't have a president of hockey operations. I wish they had somebody, because obviously they're in Florida. They can't run the team over Skype like they have been. I wish they had a figurehead in place for for the Sabres. I wonder if that's something that they'll look for in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Will they look to add a president of hockey operations to help out Bottrell and the front office? I, I don't think it'd be a bad idea. Do I think it's necessary? No, but mm-hmm. if they do it, I mean, it'd be okay. Mm-hmm. And I hopefully not was... a boys club person. Yes, just... like a guy like Dean Lombardi, something like that. Yeah. Someone who's been around, mm-hmm. not making all the decisions, but an advisor, right. something like that. Uh, John asks, what would it mean to draft Jack Hughes? I think it would mean that you have two superstar talents mm-hmm. down the middle. Yep. And whether, I mean, it's it would help out tremendously. Like, it, nobody expected Buffalo to be picking high like this again this year. And, heck, I hate to say it, but it might happen again next year. Mm-hmm. You never know. If they don't make the sweeping changes we all hope they do, It. what makes you think anything's going to change next year if they don't make changes? Nothing. Getting right. Hughes would not set us over the top just yet. Mm-hmm. We'd still be a near-the-bottom team with this lineup, even with Hughes in it. I mean, Edmonton is example proof of that. But it would it would help certainly like I said you need more Jack Eichels he uses a Jack Eichel Jack Eichel yeah mm-hmm. yeah it would mean the world to get yes. a Hughes or a Kako one of those two guys would really really at least you would think mm-hmm. change the fortunes around here right what you would hope uh, thanks for that Dean asks in your opinion uh, why has the Sabers tank been a success up to wait what. What? In your opinion, why has the Sabres tank been a success up to this point? Because they have Jack Eichel. That's it. Plain and simple. The tank was a success because they got Jack Eichel. The rebuild failed because the people running this team for the past 10 years have been not... See what Jason Bottrell does with this team? 
But up to this point, there's not really anything to make you think that he's going to take the team off into the sunset. I mean, the O'Reilly trade looks bad now. We'll see how it looks a few years from now. But, yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, I hate that we're still talking about the tank. Like, I'll defend the tank to the end because that succeeded. They got Jack Eichel. They sought out to get a franchise potential player, and they got him. But maybe the reason we don't have a good roster is because we don't give our GMs enough time to build one. Maybe. Maybe. That's – got to give them tenure. you got to let them stay for yeah. a little while. Uh, Riley asks, who would you want the Sabres to pick if they were sliding at four? Uh, Alex Turcotte. He'd be my guy. Really good two-way center. Fast two-way center. Skilled. I would take him all day with number four pick if it were me. Do you? I know you don't really keep up with the draft, but do you have your eye on anybody? I don't know where he slotted, but I really like Cole Caulfield. He is getting a lot of love right now. And so I don't know if he's going to – he'll probably go in the top 10, 15. Trevor Zegras, I watched him and fell in love. <laughs> so He could be an option with their pick. Yeah. It's very well possible. Yeah, so I, like, I do like him. But, again, i got to watch more of them. And then. Uh, someone asked about head coaching candidates. Same as usual. I Chris mean, Taylor is probably the only guy right now. Mm-hmm. Joel Quinville, like, would he be good? Yeah, but is he going to come here? Probably not. He is in his 60s. Is he going to want to sign up for a couple years of waiting? The guy's going to want to win a cup. I think that... Or at least be close. The most likely scenario is another rookie head coach or a guy that's been around the league a lot. Who like, gets fired Like, like, like Mike Yo. I mean, oh, no thanks. Right? Like, no I mean, thanks. He's in that group, though, of guys that are just recycled. and. I, Elaine Vigneault is going to be the coach for Team Canada. Mm-hmm. Bottrell and company chose him. Right. So I don't know if he's an option. I'd prefer somebody else. But he's a guy that, I don't know. I don't really know the book on him, but... He's still being paid by the Rangers as of mm-hmm. now. But, I mean, he's been to two Stanley Cup finals. Didn't win either of them, but still, he's co- every team he's coached has been good. So uh, Next question comes from Jeff. He asks, Boudreaux or Quinville? If Bruce Boudreaux is fired because the Minnesota Wild are not making the playoffs this year, I could really see him getting fired. Who Boudreaux. Are you picking? I think I would pick Boudreaux as well. I know Quinville has a track record of success so does Boudreaux this is his first year where he didn't make the playoffs on a team that he started with Mm -hmm. like I think he came into Washington or Anaheim one of the two missed the playoffs after being brought in mid-season but this is the first time he's missed the playoffs when he was there start to finish Mm -hmm. so I I think Boudreaux like people say yeah, but he never gets past the first round. Buffalo hasn't been in the first round in, like, Correct. eight years. So Correct. get us there. If he yeah. can get Buffalo to the playoffs, whatever. And if that happens again, you fire him and find somebody else. Mm-hmm. This shouldn't be a problem. I'm sick of hearing, oh, they fire too many guys. Because the guys don't deserve to be here. And the thing they coaches. say, Boudreaux is, like, another 20-goal scorer. Yes. Yeah. And they, they could use And what that. do we need? Goal scorers. Mm-hmm. We need goal scoring. Team has gotten over 212 goals in... God knows how long. Yeah. Uh, 
Antonio asks, do Columbus Blue Jackets fans like John Tortorella, or is he some t- someone they want out if they miss the playoffs? Ooh, I, I think don't. they keep Tortorella. I for, I don't. I have a hankering that his time there might be up if they don't get past the first I round. I would like him. They got to win a I series. Would take him. Yes, Torrell is perfect. You want a guy? You think Housley isn't hard? You think he's not soft? Do you think he's too soft on these guys? You think there's no accountability in that room? Then bring in John Torrella. You will love him. That's why I want him. He's going to be tough the on only, those guys if he comes in. The only question there is: Is he going to be able to handle these young players properly? They seem to like, like Housley. I mean. His, Say what you want about him, but one of my biggest gripes with him is the development of this young talent. Thompson should have either been sent down to Rochester earlier, but he shouldn't have been sitting. Like, if he was sitting a lot early in the season, a lot. Like, what was the plan behind that? Like, seriously. What, like, yeah. What, oops, whoops. Hi, Siri. Jeez. Uh, I don't like, think. What was their plan of action? Sitting him is gonna he's gonna learn from the press box? Are you kidding me? Come on. He should have at least been playing. He should have been in Rochester. But like if you're gonna keep him up here, he should be playing. I don't think Young so. players shouldn't be sitting in the press box. Why is Alex Nylander the other night on the fourth line with Johan Larson and Zemis Gergensens? And then after the game, they're like, Yeah, why do you only play four minutes? And they're like, Yeah, it's not much Alex. It was I didn't like his line mates. Then why didn't you put him on a different line? Like, how dumb can you be? Scott Wilson is on the top six, and you got a former eighth overall pick that you drafted a couple years ago sitting on the fourth line glued to the bench. What are you doing? Like, send him down. If you're going to do that, why is he up here? He should be playing and being put in a position to succeed. And that I praised Housley for when Nylander just came up. They put him with Eichel. He was having success with Rodriguez and Sherry. And then what does he do? What this? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? This guy is not fit for this job. He's not. If I was this bad at my job, I would have been fired. Mm-hmm. Housley is not fit to be a head coach here. It's just not. It's not happening, and if they come back with him next year, things aren't going to change. I, I'm convinced this guy is dumb. He He's an airhead. Like, Goodbye. See ya. He should be fired the second the season ends. Locker clean-out day, Bottrell should fire him. Mm-hmm. And this should have happened a long time ago because you still could have salvaged this season. This should have happened in January, February, when they still had a hope of making the playoffs. But no, Bottrell just let this season die right in front of his eyes. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for Locker clean-out day because I want to see what these reporters here ask him. I want to see his explanation for this because this shouldn't have happened. I can't wait for that season-ending uh, press conference with Bottrell. Yeah. Uh, Joe asks, what do we know officially about the possibility of Royal Blues coming back next year? Well, we know officially we that know we're getting a something's third. coming. We a different jersey. But it's Buffalo. It's the Sabres organization that hasn't really pleased fans on jerseys since the 80s so it'll probably be yellow it'll probably be yellow or navy or something completely different but yeah. uh kim pagula said i think we mentioned this last week uh there's gonna start the 50th anniversary celebration at the draft mm-hmm. so we're probably gonna see jack hughes or capo caco walking the stage in royal blue hopefully so that's all we know we're getting a th- they're getting a third jersey next year 50th anniversary jersey we'll see what it looks like in a few months, probably. 
Uh, I'm excited for the leaks, though. We should probably yes. start hearing about that soon. That's right. Uh, Buffalo's most underrated prospect. I'm going to go with Jacob Bryson, playing for Providence. He's going to the Frozen Four, so if you want to spend a gross amount of money to watch the Frozen Four in Buffalo, you can go watch him in the Providence Friars play. Also, Tage Thompson's brother, Tice Thompson, playing for the Providence Friars. Was undrafted, probably because he's only six feet tall. Uh, <laughs> another thing I want to mention. Uh, yeah, and people wonder... People are going to say, oh, Buffalo's not a hockey market. No, they can't sell out these these events. Frozen Four, it's going to be a ghost town. No one's going to go because no. the tickets are ex- too expensive. The World Juniors, the tickets were too expensive. Why do they keep charging an arm and a leg for these events? Ownership doesn't know any better. They haven't known any better since they've been here. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but... I mean, it's college hockey. You know, like, nobody wants to pay 125 bucks for a team that... For teams they don't watch during the season, quite frankly. They hear about it. Mm-hmm. You don't want to take that gamble because you know it's not the best hockey in the world. It's good hockey, but, I mean, still. Yeah, uh, Chris, Jacob Bryson, defenseman. Uh, he's undersized, but the guy can play. Definitely go watch him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Frozen Four games will be on TV. If you don't want to go spend an arm and a leg, definitely watch those games. Providence Friars. Uh, I'm not even going to say that. Uh, that one. Oh, no, no. Uh, Bill, he asks, they've lost so much that they expect it all at this point. Why will next season be any different? It's a good question. It won't be. Um, like we if, said last Again, show, if they just change the coach and they bring back most of the roster, nothing's going to change. Right. It, you need to clean out the roster. It's not just Housley. Yes, I know people like to think it's just the coach, but did that... Like, people thought it was just Bilesma last time. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. brought back pretty much most of the same guys. Just look at the effort every night. The players have something to do with it. There's a select few guys that are actually trying out they there. They have to change the coach, and they have to change a lot of the guys on the team. Mm-hmm. Mainly the guys who have been here for too long. Like, i.e. Rasmus Ristolainen, and Gergensons, McCabe, Larson. Larson. And also, I know this is a touchy subject, but they're not making the playoffs with these goalies. No. You can't do it. You need. You need. This is our point of this view. This is something that is never really brought up. These guys aren't good enough. This is something else that I changed my view on. You need a great goalie to make the playoffs. And we don't. I know. mean, Carolina, Curtis McElhinney. Okay, Peter well, Marazic. that's true, but that's outside, completely outside the realm. You need somebody though. I, mean, I like Linus Allmark, but the Sabers have. Two backup goalies, two career backups. Linus Allmark is never going to develop into a starter. I know you're going to upset people with saying. I don't. I don't care. Yeah. I, watch him play. He's 25. He's going still on 26, right? Remember 20, 20, uh, 15, 16 when I called him a fish to you? That yeah. was before the show was even started. Mm-hmm. He's still a fish. He still plays like a fish. In fact, one of my coworkers, who I talked to, doesn't even. Uh, I never even said that about him. And then he was texting me one day about the game. He's like, look at Allmark flopping around out there like a fish. It, it, just watch him play. He's not going to be a stud, okay? He's not going to develop into that. We, 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 he's 25. Yeah, he's 25 do... years old. What goalie, what backup goalie has, has, has changed, has developed into something amazing? Yeah. It, no one. Carter Hutton, he's a backup. Mm-hmm. Allmark, we... He got a chance. How many games did he play this year? Uh, I think thirty nine. His thirty ninth game was against was Sunday. 
36. It says Elite oh, Prospect 36. says 36. 904 save percentage. That's not good enough. It's not. And then... Like, Sabres fans want to trash... Like, if Leonard wasn't good enough... Leonard... Robin Leonard's save percentage... His stats in Buffalo were fine, besides last year. But people ran this guy out of town, and it seems like goaltending is getting, like, a free pass this year. I'm not going to say Sabres fans in general. I'm just going to say, you know, people who don't... who People who do trash on Miko Koskinen. His his save percentage is 903. And then those, some some of those people will still support Linus Allmark and say how great he is and he's the future. Yet his save percentage is a nine oh is a, a what nine oh four? Mm-hmm. Nine oh four. Mm-hmm. Allmark is just he's going to be twenty six July thirty first. I don't care if anyone gets mad. He's not good enough. What? They're not. I'm, I'm going to say it again. They're not making the playoffs with these guys. Mm-hmm. I, right. Maybe Allmark takes a step next year, but. The, the time, the clock is ticking. I bit my tongue while the 10-game streak was going on by not saying, well, hey, this isn't going to last. Just look at how we're playing. I'm not... I, I will mince no words with Allmark and what I think of his future. I mean, Ukopeka Lukanen, man. <laughs> you better be good. You better be good. And I... I'm going to say this right now. If Spencer Knight's on the board with that second first-round pick taken... Yeah, I mean, you can't have too many goalies. And if one of them turn out, good. Because if, if you have one guy and you're developing one guy and focusing on one guy and he doesn't work out, you're screwed. then you draft another guy and wait six more years for him mm-hmm. to develop. If you got Lucan and Knight, you got two of the best goalie prospects in the league. Mm-hmm. One of them is bound to turn out. One of them. Mm-hmm. And I know people love Linus Allmark. He's a good guy, funny, he's got personality, whatever. It's a, You got to win. He hasn't been good enough. Like it's straight up. You can't say, "Oh, he's a young guy. He's twenty. He's gonna be twenty-six. Yeah. Next year, he's gonna be twenty-six. Going on twenty-seven next year. That like, come on. Mm-hmm. Let's be real here. And I think the goaltending coaching has has to change as well. Has to change as well. Yeah. Uh, do we want to end off on that? Is there anything else you want to address here? Yeah, I think nothing that's, that's more it for questions. All right. Uh. Ne- by next week, do you think Phil Housley will still have a job? Yes. By next episode, next y- Thursday. Yes. Still here? I do. Yes, I think so. All right. Uh, if the Sabers win the lottery, we'll do a episode on Tuesday. No, no, the lottery's on Tuesday. We can do a special one on Wednesday, but more, most likely Thursday, mm-hmm. depending on my work schedule for next week. Yes. But yeah, we'll try and get some. We'll if they win the lottery, maybe we'll get two episodes out next week, but. Oh, if they fire Housley, maybe we'll have three. Who knows? But, yeah, that's it for this episode. Uh, Last episode of the regular season. Uh, We're not going to slow down, I promise you. Yes. We're not going to slow down. There's going to be a lot of coverage the next couple of weeks. Uh, We're going to bring you some draft coverage as well. Uh, Hopefully they win the lottery, so we'll have something exciting to talk about. But, yeah, that's it for this episode. We'll be back next week. Uh, follow Charging Buffalo on Twitter and Instagram at the Charging Buff. Follow us on Twitter, Joe TCB NHL and LVKE TCB. And if you're going to the game tonight, uh, let us know. Uh, if you want to say hello, I'll, you, you'll know where to find me. I got my Jack Hughes jersey on, so <laughs> pass me in the concourse, say hello. Uh, yeah, that's it for this one. Uh, we'll see you in the next one.